world as we know it a podcast where we talk about our world the questions we have about it what we know and most importantly what we don't we're your hosts ronnie chelsea and taylor Hey guys, welcome back uh, to the podcast. Welcome back to the world as we know it. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. Uh, hey, how was how was everyone's week? I know we haven't asked on the podcast for a while. How's, how's everyone's week been? It's Monday. Pretty good. So we'll find out. But the weekend was good. So it's good. I guess since like last Monday. I guess not like starting Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was good. We uh, had a 60 degree day at the very beginning, so it's great. Of the week last week. Whoa. Starting to warm up. And then it snowed today. <laughs> really? Yes. I woke up to like two inches of snow. That sucks. Well, we're just going to get started with the podcast today. Uh, hey, if you guys saw from the title, hopefully you guys uh, were interested in this topic. Today, we're going to ask the question, um, are Christians hypocrites? And the answer to that is yes. Um, so thank you guys for coming to the podcast. I'm glad we can help you out. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, we're done. We're actually, we're that's it. <laughs> no, that's uh, the answer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we are hypocritical people. Um, but we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about um, why, uh, why we're hypocrites, why people think that, and what, um, what the Bible says about that and what we think about that. Um, we actually want to just uh, be a little vulnerable on the podcast today. We just want to kind of talk about, um, so, so all of us in this podcast, uh, we're all believers. We're all, follow, we're all followers of Jesus Christians. Um, but we want to uh, take time to talk about how, I guess we've kind of fallen short in what we've been called to do as Christians and where we've, I guess, been hypocritical, uh, in our, in our walk with the Lord. Um, so if anybody wants to go first, not sure if they want to, but I mean, I don't know if I just... want to, but <laughs> Taylor, I really thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, uh, and I'll say, I want to add on to what Ronnie was saying. Everyone's hypocritical. Like there's not a single human that isn't a hypocrite, whether you believe or not. Um, and for whatever reason, there's this air of thought that because someone's Christian, maybe they don't have to be hypocritical. It's true. They don't have to be, they have a source of life in Jesus, but often the case is every Christian struggles with being hypocritical. So, uh, the first thing that came to my mind is uh, when uh, my wife and I walk couples through what's called premarital counseling. Uh, if you know what premarital counseling is, it just sets you up for marriage. You talk about all the things that maybe you want, you haven't talked about in dating or engagement. So like money, who's, who's the spender, who's the saver, blah, 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 blah. You talk about how to navigate conflict and, uh, your past and a bunch of other stuff. And, uh, there's been multiple couples that we walked through in premarital counseling with, and there is one topic, uh, the conflict topic where you talk about you two against the problem instead of you two against each other. And, uh, there have been many times where I have looked at a man in premarital counseling and had to tell him like, Hey, you have to be gentle in your speech or you have to be patient in understanding her um, thoughts or her emotions. And I've said that right after a fight that I was not patient with my wife or not gentle with my, in my words toward my wife, or, uh, I've also said that during premarital. And then right after the couple has left their house, 
uh, within like five minutes, something happens and a fight happens between Alex and I, and uh, I'm immediately not patient. I'm immediately not gentle in my speech. I'm immediately, all the things I say that you shouldn't be in premarital, I just start doing that. And then not only do I feel more like, dang it, it's just like, uh, it makes me aware of how broken I am as a human just all the time. Um, so that was one thing that popped in my head immediately. Yeah, I think it's something, this may be really small. I'll do just kind of something that's small news and that's more, more big. Um, I, I love telling my friends, I'm like, Hey, like you need, you really need to eat healthy. Like all you do is eat ice cream and pancakes or whatever. Like with, with that, you just eat a bunch of sugar and burgers, dude. Like that's not, that's not good. Like you need to take care of your body. Like, like the body you've given is a gift to you. Like it is a gift given to you from the Lord and you need to take care of that. Um, but I love drinking monsters and like going to Taco Bell and McDonald's every day. And I'm like, yeah, like I eat pretty healthy, but like maybe one day I'll have like chicken and rice, you know? Um, but I do not take care of my body at all when it comes to that. And I'm super hypocritical of that, but I love to preach to my friends how they should eat healthier and how they should really take care of the body and, and exercise. I go to the gym on a good week twice. Like that is, <laughs> that's, that's maybe it. Most of the time I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, it's been a little, it's been a long week. I think I'm just going to rest, you know? Um, that's a, that's a big thing. It's when I just like tell people, Hey, take care of your body. And I'm like shocking a red bull or whatever. Just kidding. I don't do that. But you know, there's that. Um, a lot of times in my, in my discipleship, just telling people like, Hey, you like you, you should not be passive. You should really like call up that person. You really need to like step into that. Dude, I hate doing conflict like that, but I love telling people like, Hey, you just need, you need to talk to that person about that. Cause it's so much easier to tell other people that like, Hey, you should do that. Cause like, you can probably do that. Cause like I can't. So that's, that's kind of where my hypocrisy comes in. I'm thinking so deeply and I just <laughs> Chelsea and her thoughts. You've literally been like staring at something like your desk or something, trying to figure it out. I'm just shocked yeah. that you drink monster, Ronnie. That stuff's nasty. It's... I'm not shocked by that at all. Yeah. You look like someone be. who drinks monster. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is I man, there's two perspectives right now. Uh Taylor, I love yours. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I think for me, like the first thing that comes into mind is like, you know, the way that you speak should honor the Lord. And I have a really bad mouth. Like if you scare me, the F word will immediately come out of my mouth. It's like pretty bad. Or like if I like got burnt by something. And so like, I don't always have them like honor God with the way that I speak or even like I have a lot of hot takes or like just immediately like I'm a really decisive human. And so sometimes my decisiveness comes out in my judgment. Like I just, I'm like, uh, that girl probably her shorts are too short. Like she probably just doesn't like think highly of herself or something like that. And that's probably not true. And I like jump to conclusions. I'm not a very generous person when it comes to like people. Like I don't think highly of people immediately, And I would say that's probably my worst, like the worst thing about me and the way that is very hypocritical because like the Bible says that we should love and serve people. And I don't do that well with like the way that I judge or have opinions of people. 
So, well, we feel were, great right now. I feel like we just <laughs> all confess like our biggest, like, well, I'm, so I'm a crappy human. So, I feel light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if we are listening to this and I've told you in premarital to be nice in conflict, uh, know that I've failed every single time. It's a good, it's really good. Um, man, guys, yeah, we've, we failed. We have failed in this. We sometimes, man, we suck as humans, but that's, that's everyone, you know, that's, that's a lot of times, uh, we do that, but we've, we've, we've accepted, we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and savior. So like, why, why haven't we, why haven't we been better about this? Why do we continue to fall into this, you know, this hypocrisy in our own lives? Why do we continue to sin? I guess is my question to you guys. I think the world sees Christianity as like, do better, be better. But that's actually not what the gospel says. Like, we can't do better. It's not in our nature to do better. It's in our nature to be broken and hypocritical and to get invites with our wives five seconds after we told someone not to do that or to judge people based off of the way they look or like to eat a cheeseburger while you're like... (laughs) you know, telling your roommates to be healthy. Like those are all like examples of our brokenness and no matter how hard we try. And that's been like history, like all religions say, do better, be better. But Jesus says, I was better for you. And because I was better for you, you don't have to try, but there is grace upon grace upon grace that is offered to you the moment you sin the moment that you mess up, the moment you are hypocritical. And I think the world is still clinging to the be better, do better. Like, oh, if I just did this, like, you know, a lot of Eastern religions like believe in karma. Like, oh, if I do this good thing, then a good thing will be returned to me. But like, if I do this bad thing, this bad thing will be returned to me. But ultimately at the end of the day, we're selfish humans and only care about ourselves. We really are honest about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I as I think about that question, I go back to my life before I knew Jesus and my perception of the church prior and the camps that I lived in and camps of thought that I lived in prior to knowing Jesus. And uh, I think from a world perspective, like someone who doesn't know Jesus, like a worldly perspective, there was constantly this saying of... Uh, we're evolving, we're learning, uh, we're adapting. And that thought slowly turned into, okay, as humans, one day we'll get to a place where we, we are quote unquote perfect. And, uh, I think as I was hearing that thought from a worldly perspective and trying to live into that from a worldly perspective, I looked at the church and I think there was a lot of assumption not knowing the Bible, not knowing the gospel, not knowing anything really about church history or the church at all. There was this assumption that you have this perfect person who was named Jesus and everyone's trying to model after him. Uh, So why are y'all messing up? And uh, that was constantly the question that I was asking. And it wasn't until I started reading uh, the Bible or understanding the gospels that I began understanding what you're talking about, Chelsea, that, uh, and this, it's not like wake up in the morning, get you excited kind of news to hear that 
the world and humans, whether you know Jesus or not, you were broken, you were sinful. Um, there's something about you that isn't perfect. And uh, that can be incredibly crushing or that can be incredibly freeing, um, knowing that everyone else around you is also broken. And uh, when I learned that and when I began to understand that, uh, that the question that you asked, Ronnie, are why are, are Christians hypocrites? I, I think I was able to answer that to say, okay, if humans are still broken, even though they know Jesus, um, that means they're still going to be blank. And that blank is they're going to be hypocritical. They're going to be hypocrites about this or hypocrites about that. And uh, I think the thing that's hard to understand if you don't know Jesus is that you're striving toward something in Jesus um, to be like him. Uh, and the church world, that, that word's called mm-hmm. sanctification. You're being sanctified to look more like him. Um, but that's a process. It's a lifelong process. And we don't get there all the way until we're with him after death. Um, that was a very long answer to say um, we are all broken and we're all sinful. And that doesn't change just because you make the decision to follow Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I would like to note that all of us on this podcast became Christians later in life. Like none of us grew up in the church. And so our answers come from, I did believe what the world said. I did. I'm, I can't speak for Ronnie, but Kelly, you just said this, that you had a pretty like negative view of Christians before in the church. Oh, totally. And I also had a pretty negative view of the church and Christians. Yeah. And so like, like a common thought, and like, I remember being a freshman on campus and you know how Christians walk around and they try to get you to like get into a conversation with you and you're like, this is super weird, this is awkward. I, nah. But now that I am a Christian, I realize like they have really good news and they just want to share it with everyone. Uh, and it's up to the person to decide, um, but they just want to share that news. So I would avoid those situations like the plague when I was a freshman in college and uh, even as a sophomore in college, I was just like, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Uh, you do the whole like, I'm on my phone and you're just put your blind. headphones in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, hey, do you want to talk? And you just walk right by him. You're like, I don't care. Can't hear you. Sorry, yeah. my music's too loud. <laughs> but I'm responding. Uh, uh, Chelsea, not to, not to be that guy uh, to correct you, but um, I, I kind of did get raised in the church a little bit. Uh, I was saved at 11 years old, so maybe not. I didn't really understand what following Jesus meant until later, but yeah. So I've, I've been around like church people like most of my life. Um, okay, which, I'm sorry. Like, no, 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 you're good. But that that does kind of give me a, a kind of cool perspective in this because it, it showed me just kind of um, how, I guess, Christians viewed themselves Um in the, in the place that I grew up, I guess. Um, I first like went to like a very like old person church and just went just cause my aunt went or my aunt told me to. Um, but after that, going to like a youth group and everything. Um, I think I just still saw like a lot of like hypocrisy and I guess it's like maybe at a young age, I just, um, I was just like, Oh, like it's, it's fine to act that way because I was, it wasn't like pursuing like, uh, like a full, full fledged, like, relationship with the Lord, you know? And so I just kind of like followed like what everyone was doing. Um, and yeah, I think even, even 
depending on what church you go to, some some churches like they really put those like unrealistic expectations on some people, especially like super young. And they're like, you you do need to like live up to this because like I live up to this or whatever. Um, and that could be what a lot of people see in the church, I guess, you know, um, and I'm not saying every church is like this because that's, that's just not true. You know, I think if you are someone who, who pursues a relationship with the Lord and studies the Bible, you know, that like no one can live up to the perfectness that is Jesus. I don't know if that's a word about how perfect Jesus is. And that perfectness. is that a word? I don't know. I mentioned it. So, um, but that's why we follow the Lord. That's why we follow Jesus is because of that forgiveness, because we all know, even after following Jesus, we're not perfect, you know, totally. like it's not one big decision you make once it's this constant decision to repent to the Lord, repent to your brothers in Christ and to say, Hey, I have messed up, but I understand that knowing that I live in a world filled with sin, this curse mm-hmm. of sin and brokenness, you know, we we like this because because of this curse and that is sin in the world. Um, but now we have this new hope in Jesus, you know. And yeah, has there have I experienced people like in the church who they follow Jesus and now they think they are above people or they think they're better or this you know how they said like oh if you don't do this like you you're going to go to hell and I don't want that for you or you're going to do this and like I'm very apathetic towards that. Yes, I've experienced that. You know, growing up in the church, there are people like that. I I have an uncle who is very much like, I don't want this certain kind of person in my house. I don't want this kind of certain kind of certain person in my house, even though they say they're Christian. I'm like, it's not who Jesus is, though. I don't know where you're getting this. Like Jesus wouldn't say to anybody that they are not welcomed in their house. Doesn't matter their sexual orientation, um, their gender, their background, or anything. You know, it's mm. that's just not like loving to them. And so I've seen. I've seen my fair share of hypocrisy in this. And I've also seen, I've seen people who have, who have repented of that and who have said, Hey, I've messed up in this and people who are still stuck in that. Um, So, yeah. I will say to those listening who are thinking like, I've been deeply hurt by the church. Yeah. The church is not Jesus. The church is made up of broken people And though we are called to emulate the life of Jesus, we fail at it because we're not him. And so I hope that your, however you were hurt by the church, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you were hurt. No, and it doesn't matter the range. Like I hope that Mm -hmm. you seek out forgiveness because forgiveness brings freedom for you and healing to you. But I hope you know that the church is not Jesus and Jesus is far better than the church. And that Jesus offers so much more to you than the, what the church can give you because they're not Jesus. They're just broken people who gather together to worship Jesus. But yeah, as you're talking, I was thinking about the people who are hurt by the church. And I think a lot of people are hurt by the hypocrisy of like, I am telling you to live like this, but on behind the scenes, like how many newspapers have we read where it's like church leadership did something horrible and you're like, well, I can't believe in this religion anymore because the people who lead it failed. And like the, I think that hypocrisy grows really deeply in like bitterness to people, which you should, you should be hurt and broken and angry about like horrible things that have been done in the church. And I think 
to understand that the church is not Jesus. Jesus did not do those things. And Jesus is equally as upset and hurt and angry at the sin, like the, the brokenness of what happened in his church, that he's not okay with that. And I hope that people see past the failures of the church to see the perfect King Jesus. Totally. I was even with what you're talking about, Chelsea, thinking about what I was talking about on the campus thing of like, you just assume that Christians are supposed to be like these really nice, really loving. And uh, I got to know some of the people on campus who were sharing the gospel. And after a couple conversations, I was like, I don't, I'm not picking up on, on the niceness here. This is, I, I don't see attributes of kindness or I don't see attributes of even joy. And uh, I think there, I was bringing that up to essentially set or ask the question, like, why, why did, does humans or why does thought or why does action lead to like someone being a hypocrite? Um, and I think whether you know, well, yeah, whether you know Jesus or not, um, I think it's, and this is just my thoughts on it, but I think it's birthed from, uh, there was a thing that you've done or a thing that you do that you are shameful about, and therefore you don't want to talk about it, or there's something that you've done or something that you do or maybe even a thought that you have that's prideful and therefore you don't want to talk about it. So for example, um, oftentimes when Alex and I disagree on something, it's usually a pride issue for me um, because I don't feel respected or I don't feel uh, heard. And it's not because I'm ashamed about something I did. It's because my pride was wounded. And in that moment, I'm being a hypocrite by not loving my wife like I'm instructed to in the God or in the New Testament as Christ has loved us by sacrificing everything for her. So when I look at someone in premarital counseling and I tell them, love your spouse like Jesus loved the church, how did he love the church? By laying down his life for her. In that moment, I'm not laying down my life for Alex because my pride was wounded. And so even that like thinking of, okay, whether or not someone knows Jesus or not, usually someone being a hypocrite is because they feel shameful about something or they're prideful about something. Um, you don't want to admit that you're faulty, but you don't want to admit that you're your inability to do something or, uh, there's something that you've done that you want to hide. Uh, and that's been a helpful framework for me as I've tried to figure out, okay, we are instructed to be like Jesus. Jesus was perfect, sinless, not a hypocrite. And how, how is, how does that work with the subject of being a hypocrite and what can I do? And I think I've, I've been able to rest in that avenue of thinking that it's really birthed from either shame about something or, or pride about something. It's really interesting because I think those two also are like, if you are a believer in Christ, then you know that those pride and shame are no longer allowed in your life. Like they are no longer have power over you because Jesus took them, died for them, and he left them in the grave. Like, so when you're talking about shame, like I think when I, like when I fight with Connor, it's my 
is for me, it's like shame. Like I feel shame that I feel this way mm-hmm. or I feel shame that I'm, and a lot of it comes from my family background too, of like being told like, you shouldn't feel this way. You should be ashamed that you're angry right now. Or you should be ashamed that you're like, you're weak in your feelings. And I think that plays a lot in a lot of my relationships, but I think the shame part is Jesus tells us like, we no longer are people of shame because we have been claimed by him. And like, see when you're talking about like pride and shame, like in those moments, which is hard when you're feeling like shame and pride are very overwhelming feelings. So it's hard to think of truth Mm -hmm. in those moments, but like looking back or even like looking forward, like, okay, like when I feel overwhelming shame that I feel this way or I'm, I'm upset or like, I'm ashamed that I let someone get so close to me that they could hurt me. That is like the main thing for me is like, I let someone in so that they could hurt me. And I feel ashamed that I was foolish because I let someone in so close. Let me just get really honest and personal <laughs> with you guys really quick. Lay it all on the table. <laughs> but like, for me, like Jesus offers something so much more sweeter. Like, Chelsea, you no longer have to feel shame because I love you so much more than any other person in this world. And I took your shame and I killed it. I took your pride and I killed it. And you no longer have to bear the weight of pride or shame because I give you a burden that is light. And like, which is so funny. It's when we actually reminded me of this yesterday, but like when we are followers of Jesus, we are acclaimed as beloved sons and daughters. And that is a freeing identity because my heavenly father loves me because I'm his daughter and that's it. I don't have to prove anything to him. And I no longer have to feel shame in his presence. Like that he says that he took every bad thing that I did or felt or like any brokenness in me that he is healing and redeeming in me. And so when I feel shame, like God says, why do you feel shame? I already knew this was going to happen and I love you. I loved you 2000 years ago before you were even born. And I went and walked to the cross and died on your behalf and rose again. So that pride and shame no longer have power over you, but I have claimed you, your name is written in the palms of my hands. And so like, well, you're talking about that. I was thinking about that. And I'm like, Oh, I, sh- I need to live more like that. But like just believing in being free of mm. my identity. It always comes back to identity for us, but like totally. is no longer in the shame I feel for all those right. things I said. Yeah. And I would to add on to that because it's so good, Chelsea. The, the reason that Christians are hypocrites is because we don't understand that love that you're talking about every day. I every hour, every minute, every second. Like <laughs> I always go back to the elation of Christmas morning. Like that goes away at about five o'clock when you're sleeping and you have work the next day. Like now (laughs) incomparable. And we're talking about Christmas morning and Christmas gifts and the love of Christ. But just like you forget about the joy of Christmas and the morning of Christmas, a couple hours afterwards, you forget about the love of Christ on a regular basis and you begin to fall into shame or fall into pride or forget your identity. And in those moments, that's when the hypocritical nature of humans really comes out. Cause to your story that you were just talking about, 
the uh, the fact that you don't want to let in your shame, you don't want to feel let people in too too quickly, or you don't want to let people too close because if they hurt you, like that's on you, and that's a shame thing. We're not instructed to live that way according to the scriptures. We're supposed to be very known and very vulnerable, uh, naked and unashamed is what we're what was before sin entered the world. Uh, now we're naked and ashamed or all the time or we're clothed and ashamed all the time. And uh, not literally. I mean, we're literally wearing clothes, but you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we are uh, not I get it. naked. Yeah. Uh, not that kind of church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, really, I really killed I really killed the right there. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't trying to, like, drop a truth bomb. I was just trying to... I was just... Not that Man, uh, that's good. Okay. Uh, I was um, just saying, like, in that space, uh, we are we are often hypocrites because we live in the camp of we are clothed and, and ashamed, not naked and unashamed, as you were talking about. So it's so it's so fragile, almost. Is the I don't know if that's the right word to use, but. Uh, our minds are quick to, and our hearts are quick to forget the love of Christ. And uh, so when someone who claims that they love Jesus, when they are living and in a way that is hypocritical, uh, it's because they're forgetting the love of Christ in that moment that you're talking about. And yeah, I think, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that, but you're good. I will say it's, if you are not a believer and you expect every Christian to remember the love of Christ at every moment, that's a really tall order that no one can ever fill. No, that's, that's what I was going to say, Chelsea. Like it's, I think growing up in the church, it would, that was my expectation, you know, like, Oh, you're a believer, Jesus, you, um, you understand you're a Christian. Okay. You, you're, you're not going to hurt me. You understand you're not going to, do this thing to me. You're, you're not going to fail me basically. And like all the time, like when people would like be jerks to me or like, like if they're, if they're believers, they would be jerks to me. Or if they would um, fail me in any way, I'd be like, dude, what the heck? Like, why, why are you doing this? Like, this is not how you're called to be, even though like, I'm also the one failing them, you know, in their friendship and not leaving them or really being a great friend, you know? And I would just be like, why, why are you doing this? Like you, you know, Jesus. And it's like, yeah, they know Jesus. They're still a sinner. They still they still fall short. They still suck, just like I do. And I think a big turning point, like in my relationships with people, is maybe this sounds kind of just like depressing, but just like going into relationships and knowing, like, dude, you're you're gonna fail me. You're gonna you're probably gonna hurt me one day, and you're gonna hurt me. You're, you're gonna hurt my feelings. You're going to fail me. You're going to maybe you're gonna say mean things to me. I don't know. Um, but you're not Jesus. So I shouldn't have the expectation on you to not do those things. And I still have amazing friendships with people and I still have amazing, um, loving, caring people in my life, um, that some days forget the love of Christ, just like anyone else does. Um, and that's okay because there is that grace and forgiveness that we have from Jesus and not anyone else. It, it goes back to, you can't put any of your hope or anything in one person or a group of people because they're going to fail you. And that's okay. That is fine because you cannot find any sort of grace and forgiveness from anybody on this earth, unless it's Jesus who is eternal and everlasting. <sighs> any other closing thoughts before, uh, before we close it out? 
Um, can I just repeat? Everyone's a hypocrite. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Everyone okay. is. Everyone is. Every human being who's ever walked planet Earth besides Jesus is a hypocrite. And that's not us saying I'm better or you're better or we're better because we go to church every Sunday. Um, that's everybody. That's that's our pastors. That's our people who lead us. That's the people we lead. That's everybody. Yeah. I think I'd like to say just like, if you have been hurt by a Christian, I'm really sorry. And that I hope that hearing us can really confess our hypocrisy as Christians, like shows you that we, we are trying to be people who remember the love of Christ daily, but we do fail. And we hope that you can give grace the way that Jesus gives grace. Even if you don't believe in him to know that we're trying to remember that, but we forget and we ask forgiveness from not only Jesus himself, but from those around us. And that I hope that every believer hears us and remembers to be someone who is repentful. Is that a word? Repentful? Someone who repents easily and daily. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast, another episode uh, for The World As We Know It. Thanks for listening to The World As We Know It. Please subscribe where you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And if you love our podcast, share it with your friends. The World As We Know It is a Resonate Church podcast. Your hosts are me, Chelsea Kessler, Ronnie Hindman, and Taylor Garnica. Sound production by Shane Thompson, production by Eric Sear, Chris Rowden, and Emily Scheid. Our cover art was designed by Haley Seavey, music by Ghost Rifter Official.